0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello there and welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast and more. Hi. This is episode number 268.1 and we are back. Hi there. I am uh, one of your hosts, the aforementioned Steve San Pietro, aka Sam Pete, and this is the Ready to Unload podcast, aka RTU Sports. That's two AKAs. I'm done with them now. That's all I get for the evening. Hi, thanks for joining us. This is a New York Sports Talk podcast where we talk about New York sports, but we also talk about other things. Sometimes we get into, uh, you know, pop culture. Sometimes we get into uh, anywhere our brains kind of take us. So um, we've been doing this for a long time. We've been away for a while. It's almost as if one of us got pinched and, uh, and had been doing time, and now we're back. Um, And hopefully we're going to be uh, back to a consistent um, situation with the show. Uh, We started it in December of 2009. And uh, here we are, uh, some eight years later, uh, trying to resume the show. Um, It is a New York Sports Talk podcast. Uh, It's not a big deal. We talk about sports. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion ever because those are just detrimental, especially nowadays. Uh, to any sort of enjoyment, Um, and uh, it's not that big a deal. It's supposed to be uh, designed uh, for Cal and I, who I'll introduce in a minute, the co-host of the program. Um, uh, The co-host with me, these 268 shows, he's only missed one in all of those shows. I had one co-host, I think in 2011, Um, and uh, it's designed to be Cal and I and uh, our third man in eventually. Uh, the Bishop Pop Culture PJ, who knows nothing of sports. I shouldn't say nothing of sports. He knows very little sports. Um, It's designed to be a conversation uh, between friends, between uh, the guys as you'd hang out at the bar. This was always the way we designed the show when we started it in 2009. um, Because Cal and I uh, have known each other since we were about eight years old. Um, We're in our uh, early to late forties. And... um, Uh, It's designed to just be two guys talking about sports. You know, Nobody's a know-it-all. Nobody has all the answers. We're passionate, sure. Uh, But nobody yells and screams. And if they do, it's because they're upset, not at each other, but at the fact that they're Mets fans. Um, So uh, that's what the podcast is. Uh, We'll talk about sports for about an hour, um, and then we'll turn the show over um, to uh, the Bishop Pop Culture PJ. He does a segment called The Fun Load. Um, which is uh, a a fun, non-sports-related, usually, uh, unload. um, And Bishop uh, PJ, our our good buddy, who I've also known for 20-odd years, um, leads us in that. He doesn't tell us what we're going to talk about. It's fun. Sometimes we talk about the top four bagels, your your Mount Rushmore of bagels, if you will. Uh, Other times we'll talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions and how uh, it's ridiculous that it took that long to induct yes. Not all of us were of that opinion, but we talked about it. Um, so that's what the fun load is. This is the program. We are coming to you live from Comac, New York, Freehold, New Jersey, and Newtown, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's ready to Unload with Callum St. Pete talking New York sports nice hi. Okay, got that out of the way. So now let's uh, bring in the co-host of Kel. the program. That's the guy. The yin- my, that's him as well. There's, there's male robot Cal and female robot Cal. Um, he is the, uh, the yin to my yang, the, the sunrise to my sunset. I don't think that's dramatic. Long flowing robes. Splendid. Mr. Calniva. Calpillo caliente. Hi, Brian.
0: Right. And of course,
1: we can't hear him. (laughs) So he's got to come back in and come back out. That's fine. We'll reintroduce him in a second. PJ.
2: Sports, religion, and politics, my three favorite things.
1: That's what we're talking tonight. Sports, religion, and politics. All right. Uh, This is, of course, uh, we're going to bring Cal back in in a minute. He's going to jump back out of the room and come back in. You know why I love that? The room where it happens.
2: I love that because I get to hit all the buttons again.
1: You get to hit all the buttons again. I want to be in the room where it happens.
2: The room where it happens. I was in the room where it happens.
1: Yes, you, you went to Hamilton's uh, house, right?
2: Went to, uh went to Rhinebeck and saw the room at the Beekman Arms uh, where they had uh, the famous really heated argument. Really? Where, uh, yeah. Where, where Hamilton, frankly, got out way out of line. <laughs>
1: nice. Well, he did that a lot, as we yeah. now well know. Yeah. I'm in, a, yeah. Um, I'm in a room where it happens phase right now.
2: Just that track? That's the,
1: yeah, that's the song du jour for the boys, for, uh, for, for, the, for the guys. They go through phases where, like, they're obsessed with a, a certain song for, like, a month. It was mm-hmm. Guns and Chips for about two months. Mm-hmm. And we all have the rap down now. I mean even the little guy, even the 4-year-old's
2: got it down. Well, how
0: much does got some the, got I started to do the letter but the sooner
1: the better to make it. Get right hand in nailed it. What
2: do you do with the salty language tracks?
1: So we mute the f-bombs. Okay. Everything else gets heard.
2: Okay. And I've
1: explained to them what the words mean. And even the f-bombs
0: I let slip.
1: Nope. Like the hard one is um, there's a hard one in Yorktown, obviously, and there's a uh, a difficult one in Yorktown. We're of course talking about Hamilton because it's a New York sports talk show.
0: Um,
1: Short <laughs> to form. There's, there's a difficult one in in uh, Yorktown, and then there's a which is a tricky one that I sometimes sometimes miss, and then um, in uh, Washington on your side, they went to a Washington on your side phase, which is an mm-hmm. unbelievable song, by the way.
0: Unworthy. Sure, sure.
1: And uh, southern mother grabbing Democratic Republicans. Mm. Uh, I let the I let the effing slip sometimes. Oh boy. So uh, let's check on Cal again. Yeah, that's the guy. He's there. Mr. Brian Calniva, Captain. Is Cal- keeping rhythm it? or or is he tapping his microphone? He's uh, sending Morse code. <laughs> an emergency signal. Hi, Brian Hi. What's up, buddy?
3: Not a whole lot.
0: Welcome back.
3: Yeah, thanks. I have um, a couple things for you. Okay. The first is, that was a great introduction. Thanks. That was a great sort of uh, primer on what we're all about. Thanks. You handled that well. You covered everything except for one thing. What's that? You left out the part where there are, there's been 268
4: episodes,
3: (laughs) and in every single one of those 268 episodes, there, you know what I'm going to say, there are technical difficulties.
1: There are technical difficulties. Please stand by.
3: I should say all 267 prior episodes, and we kept our Cal Ripken streak alive right off the bat tonight.
1: We did. So that's did. number one. But we're past it. We're on. We're here. Yeah.
3: No, you did a good job with that. And, and really, that, it, it, it sounded great, and it was a great way to sort of reintroduce everything. So good job. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. I'm second, uh, I'm a, yes, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, my second question was, what does the point one mean?
1: So that's the, the first episode of our comeback, I feel like. Oh, I feel like we should delineate that. So I don't want to lose the 268 episodes that we've done. No, no, no. Or the fact that we've done 268 episodes. And by the way, the Bishop probably on board for 200 and, would you say, 220 of those probably? Two and change, for sure. Yeah, two and change, nice.
2: Um, So Bishop's got a ton of street cred, RTU street cred. He had street cred before this. That's about 440 lousy impressions then. (laughs) That's <laughs> right. If you're doing the somewhere, math.
1: In the somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 Gallagher's and Alfs that got past <laughs> our rigorous censors. Really. I can't. I can't wait for Alf to come back. I can't <laughs> wait. What we're referring to here is uh, early, early on in our hour, uh, not our. I I even get on my kids for that too. It's terrible. Our. It's not a r e. It's o u r. Our. our Show Early uh-huh. on in our tenure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, when PJ first joined the show as the third man in pop culture guy, doesn't know a ton about sports, provides a pr- uh, fresh perspective. He started doing what became uh, known as instant impressions. And I believe the first one was Alf, Peach. Is that correct? Could have been Alf or Gallagher. It could have been Alf or Gallagher. Where yeah. out of nowhere, out of his ass, his very ass, <laughs> the very ass. He pulled an ALF impression and worked it in to whatever we were talking about. And it wasn't a Yo, Willie. It was probably about a cat or something like that.
2: <laughs> it was, Yo, Willie too it, easy. But the, the thing about instant impressions is, one, there's no preparation. We have no idea if it's going to sound right. You just open That's your mouth right. and try it. That's right, and sometimes they're gold. Yeah, and usually they can't be repeated. They shouldn't be. They're not or, recurring or sh- characters. Or shouldn't be. Right. Exactly. Right. So
1: I, I think we've done a few that are recurring that are good, but they've come up organically.
0: So we I haven't. Think,
3: yeah, I think that I think the numbers came back that it's a we're running at like a twenty-seven percent success ratio.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: A little bit more than a quarter of the time. Only a few get fan mail.
0: That's That's right. That's right.
2: Well, what's his name? Uh,
0: Tess.
1: What is it? That's that's one that comes back all the time. Although that one was lousy, so. Andy Garcia as... What's his name in Ocean's Eleven?
2: I don't even know anymore. Oh, Benedict.
1: As Benedict in Ocean's Eleven, just simply saying,
0: Tess.
2: (laughs) Tess.
1: You know, you know, a guy. a guy that one comes back a lot. <laughs> then there's also uh, uh, the other one that's come back a lot. was um, uh, I did Eddie Vedder a bit. <laughs> Got oh, sure. Eddie Vedder,
2: Eddie and now Vedder with, the, very strong.
1: with the Pearl Jam channel on Sirius, guys, we're gonna see a lot more of Eddie Vedder <laughs> because I listen to it all the time and I have so much concert. Um, uh colloquy in my head right now
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just so great to be here and back with ready to unload tonight um it's it's something to
1: believe in a podcast yeah i i got it it's pretty it's
2: pretty solid cal anyway. has brought some very spectacular uh another alf character <laughs> Alf do, uh, uh cal does um will
0: dad All right
2: and uh, of course, Ow. his Michael Mc, his Michael McDonald cannot be touched.
0: Yes,
1: the Michael McDonald is right there with Rick Moranis, but it's instant. It's got to be. It's, it's instant. Nah, I can't. Yeah, I can't really. You
3: it's can't just it in the it on,
2: No, you got to be in the moment. Not the demand,
1: adrenaline's no. got to be up. Exactly. No,
3: it'll, it'll come out at some point. But
1: exactly right. So, so this is what uh, this is what uh, we've done. This is what we're all about. We're coming back here, and uh, we're about to get into the sports. Coming back a little more structured. Um, so we're gonna well, we're we'll gonna break up. we're trying <laughs> we're gonna break the show up uh, uh, a little bit and um, I think we should get to it I think we should uh, I think that's enough for the reacquaintance is that a word yeah. yes pleasure to meet
3: to, your reacquaintance right <laughs> pleasure to make your reacquaintance no to meet your reacquaintance no no <laughs> make no no I I, I I know the difference. I'm just really pleased to meet the person that you have been reacquainted with. Oh, who's
1: PJ? Which is PJ? Or is it in the meta? Is it the podcast in this instance? No, no, it's PJ. Should we defer to the guy who has a degree in English?
2: Nah. Let me reacquaint you with the first segment. Oh, look what you did! (laughs) Bye, bye. Hey, hey,
1: Job, get off that segue. All right. Um. Come on. Hi. Uh, so we're not doing any music There's, for this. The team? music? Yeah, so no, I, I no, thought we no, might have a little. No, I thought you were going to produce the shit
2: out of this. What happened? Hold on. <laughs> Where's well, the A music? for it? So we've been pre-
1: we've been prepping our return for three weeks. He picked up the banjo. He picked up an effing
0: banjo. Sports! There,
1: how's that? <laughs> I'll tell you, that was pretty good. You should have recorded that. He's going to
3: have to
2: do it every week now. <laughs> that was
1: really solid.
2: Sports. Instant composer!
1: <laughs> Instant theme song! Uh, okay, Peage, we'll talk to you in a bit. We'll see you uh, in the fun load. Of course, if you feel like chiming in uh, during the sports, as always, chime in.
2: Oh, I'm going to chime!
1: All right, you don't have to put your bells on. Just take it easy, guys. <laughs> we'll let you come in.
2: You're trying to stop me from chiming. And <laughs> okay. I'm fine. Relax.
1: All right, the bells will say Mary. Calm down. Chime and uh, what Okay, so uh, here's, where, uh, here's what we're looking at in the A block tonight, Cal. Um, we wanted to, uh, first of all, uh, again, welcome back. It's great to be back. Um, and uh, you and I have been basically doing shows via text message for the last six months. So we might as well. I was tempted to just read our text out loud.
0: I feel this like we M- could
1: do that. Sure. For this Mets block. But um, uh, up top here in the, Met, er, in the A block, I wanted to, um, uh, to talk about the Mets uh, first and then talk about the Yankees a little bit. and the pennant races as well. So let me open here, Cal. And I, I titled this, and I'm breaking my arm, patting myself on the back because I'm so proud of this title. But let me read this to you. And you tell me, you take it where you want to take it, okay?
0: All you right. take it
1: where you'd like to go. The completely unexpected rise and rapid and predictable fall of the mid-decade New York Mets. That's what we're leading off with tonight.
3: Well, that's a mouthful.
1: Break it down. Hammer. Break it
3: down. All Break right. it down. Uh, say it again. Give it to me one the more time, and I'll break it down piece by piece.
1: I could have added more to this. I had about 13 more words here, and I, I went succinct. I tried to be more succinct. Oh, this is the, succinct. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this <laughs> is you not being verbose. The completely unexpected rise and rapid, predictable fall of the mid-decade New York Mets.
3: Completely unexpected rise. We'll start yes. with that. Yes. Um I don't know if it was I think the level that they rose to was completely unexpected. Okay. Okay. I, think, I I think that just validates the first part of my statement. Well, not really because it wasn't completely unexpected. Because we had been we had been planning this and expecting it and hoping for it for the previous four or five years. Oh. Go ahead. That's
1: fair. Absolutely. If you're going to ask me to break it down. No, I, I just want to note, though, something that I couldn't really put in here, but is inferred, Cal, is we have to take, or I'd like to take this being the Mets. Mm-hmm. Like the what usually befalls this team, where they usually are in the pecking order of New York where they've right. been since 2009, um, the, uh, the, the LOL Mets, the same old, you know, the only the Mets aspect of it as a base, as like a, as the starter. Right. So to me, that makes their rise to the World Series two years ago. Right. Completely unexpected.
3: The un- the, that's when I, and that's how I started this. Uh, the rise to the World Series was completely so, unexpected. Wait,
1: you're saying the level. I'm saying overall. Like the good oh, I, fortune of the not Cespedes, you know, the not Gomez trade and getting Cespedes instead. Like, I'm talking about all of that. Okay. Like, when does that ever happen for the Mets? When do they ever make a trade for Carlos Gomez only to have the medicals go wrong? only to make a trade for Yorana Cespedes the next day and have him put up MVP numbers over 60 games.
3: The only other time that happened was when the ball went through Bill Buckner's legs.
1: Or in 69 when they caught the Cubs.
3: Right, but there wasn't, there wasn't something that happened. that There wasn't an event that sort of led to that. If you want to talk about there. the Black Cat. That's
1: fine, right. but no, but I or the ball hitting off the top of the wall and, and, and which uh, was, oh, in was 73. That was 73. My bad. But, but, against but the again, Pirates, against the Pirates in 73.
3: But the, but that's a good point because it takes something ridiculous for the Mets to have any. That's kind all of I'm it. saying.
1: That's all I'm yeah. saying. but so fine. That's, fine. I, I'm it's looking it's, at the the level they reached, absolutely unexpected, but completely unexpected. Right, the rise to get there was completely unexpected because when did they ever get the break on Cespedes, and that's what right. got them there. <laughs> to
3: get you're right, but but I but I guess if you go back to 2010 and 2011, and the rebuild started then, that's when Sandy Alderson came in and Terry Collins came in and they cleared out all of the the old dead wood, and they right. started from scratch, and they have the pitchers coming. Everybody was sort of on board with, all
1: right. Absolutely. Once we, get to,
3: once we get to, and then Harvey showed up in 2012. And everybody was on board with, all right, 2014 is going to be the year. You know, so that was, that's when I. That's fair. That's when fair. I, what, the issue I'm taking is with the completely part. Right. It wasn't completely unexpected because this is what, this is what the whole plan was. Right. Right. The plan, not, were, obviously, the plan was not to get Cespedes. That, that right. was not part of the plan. Yeah, yeah. But the plan was they were going to build a competitive team that was going to have a shot at actually winning.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
3: But and if they had, and, and if, now, if that
1: had, it, it, okay. well, and going now, going now the going flip on. side. Go on. I was going to say now the flip side. I'm waiting for the flip side. The rapid, predictable fall. <laughs>
3: Uh, rapid uh, clearly that's that's how they do things. They do it quickly twelve months ago, where were they like just twelve months like you i mean you can, back, you can go back you can go back twenty four months to the world Series even 'cause right. even even a, even a fall from where they were i'll say i'll say before game four. I'll say before game five well I hate to say before game five because it was they were down three one in the series, but they were down two one in the series before game four at City Field. The place was, was going crazy. They had a chance to even up the World Series at that point. So you think about that moment, which was twenty three months ago.
2: It was Halloween.
3: It was yeah. How many how many teams go from that to a guy like Brandon Nimmo batting cleanup tonight in twenty-three with two, months
1: with two home runs. Okay, <laughs> no, no, I'm just—he happened to hit two home runs tonight. Yeah,
3: but,
0: it,
1: but um, yeah, how does that? And yet, oh, it's utterly predictable.
3: Yes, because that's what the that's what the Mets do. They fail, and they fail spectacularly. They don't just fail. They're gonna. They're gonna fail in a way that you haven't seen before they're going to fail in the most painful way and they're going to do it quick it's going to well, be like
1: yeah go ahead. go ahead no what were you saying it's going to be like uh, meteoric rise to the World Series and you're you're loving everything about the team and then literally 18 months later and, and they came into this season with World Series expectations oh yeah so five months later, they are in complete and utter disarray. Like I saw the argument online, like who has a worse future right now between the Jets and the Mets, and it was actually an argument. Now, I think that's silly. I think the Jets have a way worse future than the Mets right now, immediate future. Uh, and we'll get to that in, in a second about the Mets. But do you think that this so – We've gone through that statement. This is what they do. This is what they've done. How, to you, has this happened? What are the most important aspects of it? And then how do they recover, Brian, or do they? Well, a lot of what's happened is just bad luck. There's
3: no other way. There's no other way to define it other than bad luck with this team. Things have just, you know, but that's but that again is part of the met narrative, right?
0: It they is. Get, but
3: they get ridiculous breaks that come out of nowhere. Right. Very rarely. Right. But but like, would like un, unimaginable, small, good fortune. Right. And and then it's that they like once that happens, they, they then pay, pay that it. price. Right. In spades, with, with <laughs> they just, just nonsensical, them. ridiculous bad luck. It's not just normal bad luck.
1: They pay back the karma like a oh. hundredfold.
3: Yeah, you know the Carlos Gomez failed medical report? Right. Well, we're going to give two of your pitchers clots in their, in their pitching arm. Right. And... Blood clots. <laughs> Blood clots in their pitching arm, two. And Doesn't you know, know how...
1: I'm... We're going to have Daniel Murphy get hotter than any hitter ever for, uh, and carry you to the World Series. Well, you're not going to sign him back. He's going to go to your rival. And his replacement is going to get hurt both seasons he's with the team. Oh, and by the way, you're going to have a, a player foul a ball off into his face and break his nose. Uh, and you're going to have your best young hitting prospect, your all-star this year, uh, separate and destroy his shoulder on a swing. Hope you enjoyed Cespedes. Hey, did you like Harvey Day? Did you like all those Harvey
3: Days a couple of years ago? Yeah. You like that? Now he, he can't get a batter out. He's never
1: going to be the same again. No. You remember that gonna, uh, he, he gonna went to the We're going to give you the night Outlet Syndrome. <laughs> right? We're going to give you stuff you can't even spell. How's that? Your, your autocorrect is going to have a stroke trying to figure out how to put in thoracic outlet syndrome over and over again. It's going to keep sending it on autocorrect as Thor, uh, which is, you know, equally autocorrect mocking you, since he's going to pull a lat and be gone for the year. But
3: remember how fun it was when he dressed up as Thor and he walked along great. the streets of New York? And-, yeah. and how he
1: was on Game of Thrones. Wasn't that awesome when he had a walk-on so on Game of Thrones?
3: Yeah, he's, he's- going to tear his lat. His lat muscle. Now it's nothing to do with pitching. Just gonna tear yeah. just tear yeah. it right off the bone. Just tear it right off.
1: This is after he sheds sixteen or he adds sixteen pounds of muscle. He's got like point one body fat. He looks like uh Franco Colombo. Like a like a Nordic version of Franco Colombo from uh that that Schwarzenegger documentary. What
0: was that Schwarzenegger? What's the name oh. of that
1: famous documentary? I can't think of it. Um, uh, oh PJ, where are you? Blasted I don't know. Blasted Biggs. I uh, know. But anyway, remember he, the
3: guy. Remember the guy that we had, the homegrown guy that was going to go to the Hall of Fame. He had like five
1: really great years,
3: dude. Remember which one? Well. <laughs> spoiler alert: We're going to give him spinal stenosis.
1: Spinal stenosis. You like you ever that? Hear
3: that? You, you like heard that?
1: Of well, you're gonna. You're gonna know all about it. <laughs> and then when he's coming back from the spinal stenosis, he's gonna have a rotator cuff an arm and the shoulder impingement. Again, all things you try to type into autocorrect uh, or you try to type into your phone and autocorrect has a party. You know how many times I typed an impingement trying to text you? Yeah, he's got a shoulder imping, impinge, impingement.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: So it, look, they're, they're made to, it's like, they're like C-3PO. I mean, they're made to suffer. It's their lot happens, in life. That's what happens. But it was know? because they went to the world, I mean, if you believe in that sort of stuff, they went to the World Series in 2015. They weren't supposed to go. It wasn't exactly. their time. It wasn't yep. their time yet. Nope. They were it was supposed to be after that. And they, they were had supposed to go to the playoffs in 2015, get a wild card, get a taste, and then the next year they go to the World Series with and right. with Harvey and Degrom and Max and and Syndergaard and you can't touch this pitch. It, it's never gonna so. My question is, and this takes me to point B with Sandy Alderson. So Sandy Alderson comes out a couple of days ago and gives a press conference and basically, like, shits all over the fan base, shits all over everybody, saying we're not going to do a thing. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to spend the money that we saved by trading nine guys. We're, not gonna, we're, we're good at catcher. I feel like we're good, yo. What's up? I mean, he didn't say it like that. That's, a, that's not an instant impression.
3: He should have
1: but that's what it felt like. It felt like all the Sandy Austin sitting back with like a kanga hat on and just like a, a, you know, a Kavassia in front of him. And he's like, we all good. This is what we doing. You don't like it. I'm smarter than you. I mean, it's, 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 it's very frustrating. Now. Question. Do you believe that?
3: Yeah. Yes.
1: You believe in, now you've gone to every season ticket holder, like uh, a special meeting with Sandy Alderson before the season. You get to go to that with your brother-in-law and you get to see him talk and interact with the fans. You've seen it for like six years now. Do you take him at face value for what he said the other day about, we don't see significant spending. We think a lot depends on this. We think a lot depends on Lagaris and Nimmo. and Yeah. I do because
3: the one thing that he's always been very cognizant of is setting expectations. Right? Right? He's really he I don't I don't think he never believes in pumping things up to get expectations raised only to not
1: be able to deliver on it. Don't you think he under though he undersells and tries to overdeliver? Isn't he that guy? Under maybe, under promise, uh, sorry.
3: Maybe a little. Maybe a little, but I th- I think for the most part he looks to he looks to set expectations and do it early. I think that, that I think he knows exactly what the plan is going to be in the off season and he's right. setting the expectations now before we even get to the off season and get our hopes up. He was sort of like letting everybody know. I don't expect any big moves from a, I mean, I, I know you think that we're going to make some big moves and we're going to respend the money and bring in some new players, but just be prepared. We're okay with what we have. And maybe we'll bring in a pitcher. Maybe, right. but don't get, don't get your hopes up. I
1: believe them. I, I, and, and why wouldn't you believe them? I think it would have bothered me. It bothered me. Don't get me wrong. But I think it would have bothered me more at like the winter meetings than it does in the first day of September. That's the whole point. But I'm um, but I'm saying like I don't expect him to have a Jay Bruce strategy now. You know what I mean? Why not? Because I don't Achoo, boy, I, had it. I don't expect him I don't I, I, I sh... let me strike that. that. Let me let me <laughs> Your Honor, uh, if it pleases the court. I'd like to try that question again. Um, I don't, or that statement, I don't expect him to reveal. I think he has a Jay Bruce plan. For example, I don't think he's going to reveal it now. I don't think he's going to be like, yeah, we're going to be super aggressive in free agency. And yeah, we're going to be, you know, I I don't expect him to do that. I, I would be, I'm going to say this and it's, it's the fourth bullet point in the a block. The value of low expectations. And I mean the emotional value there. The PowerPoint's going to be be up on the website, right? Yes. Yes. I would be shocked if they didn't make a run at Bruce. If they didn't. I think he sees the flaws in this team. And is going to try to. to Try to correct them. Yeah, go
3: ahead. Yeah, keep going with that. Flesh I that one is. out a
1: little bit. Flesh it out a little bit. But but it's 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 so obvious what the flaws will be for that team next year, and it's right. two players. Right. You could literally add two. Pla- I was doing this the other day with my buddy Dave, right? My uh, Dave from Newtown. Um, big fan of the show, by the way. New new convert. He's a new oh. he's a new listener. Um, hello, Dave and, from uh, Newtown. Hello, Dave from Newtown. <laughs> Can I do and, that? Um, great Mets fan. Excellent. He and I go back and forth with uh, – he's not listening tonight, but he will listen to it. Okay. He and I go back and forth with – Oh, very well. You know,
0: really
1: good. <laughs> really good Mets fan. Really smart. Not an oh, the painter at all. Very, very smart. By the way, that's a new category, oh, the painters. Oh, the painters, yeah. Yeah. The, the Joe Benigno uh, disciples. Uh, we don't want them. We don't want them. But he, he and I were going back and forth about, like, if you look at the lineup without, as, as constituted from Sandy's press conference the other day, right. you, would be, you would be looking at, most likely, like, uh, Reyes at second.
3: Why? Wow. Um, he's a free agent.
1: They, they'll, I, this is saying they'll sign Reyes back because he's a cheap utility player that they can get. How cheap? He'll be, he'll be pretty cheap. He's not $500,000 cheap. No, but he'll be – they sign him for $3 million, and they, you know, they, they, that's, their, that's their big free agent signing. <clears throat> but even if it's not Reyes, fine. We did this too. Your leadoff hitter is Nimmo and Lagares. That's your platoon in center field. Your two-hitter is uh, – who do we have? Cabrera at third base. Your 3 hitters, is Conforto. Your four-hitter is – that's if Conforto's not- back. No, no, no. We were going under the auspice that Conforto is back. But I don't know if you can do that. Even if this is your lineup on May 1st and your opening day lineup includes Nimmo and Ligaris, right, it's
3: fine. we're fine.
1: saying the way he's planning on Conforto being back in the lineup. Right. So he doesn't make a move. That's what we're right.
3: saying. So he throws Travis
1: Tyrone out there for the first month of the year because he doesn't no, have to No, he throws team. Nimmo and Ligaris out there for the first month of the year. Well, one of them. Ligari- no, he throws Ligaris and Seno and Nimmo and right, like he's cool. doing now. Oh, okay. And Cespedes plays left. Okay. But with Conforto, it's Nimo and Lagaras uh, Platoon Center. Two hitter is um, uh, Cabrera at third base. Three hitter is Conforto. Four uh, in center field or in uh, right field. Four hitter is Cespedes. Five is uh, uh, Flores at second. Six is Dom Smith. Seven is Rosario. Eight is TDA Plowecki Platoon. Uh, or sharing the catching duties, and nine is your pitcher. That's his lineup out of that press conference the other day. That's it. Uh, yeah. Now. Probably. Put Jay Bruce in that lineup. Okay. It's a unbelievably better lineup. Unbelievably better. Because you 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 still don't have a leadoff hitter really unless you're going to use Rosario there. I love that, by the way, that people are giving up on Rosario and Smith after, you know, 100 at-bats.
3: I haven't seen anybody give up on Rosario.
1: Oh, I read a whole article the other day about Rosario's exit velocity doesn't match his strikeout rate and and his contact. I mean, get your head out of a spreadsheet and watch a baseball game. Please. Please. Don't talk to me about 37 strikeouts in his first 100 at-bats doesn't match his exit velocity. I mean, are you serious?
3: Look who's coming around. It's not
1: a matter of coming around. I, I, I think advanced metrics have their place. To use them on a rookie who has 81 at-bats and to use exit velocity as the excuse for why he's not going to be a good hitter is ridiculous.
3: Shh, the Astros are going to hear you. Shh.
1: Well, the Astros weren't relying on exit velocity when they drafted Carlos Correa number one overall, or George <laughs> Springer, or I mean, please, please, enough. So, and there's a ton of people writing this about both Dom Smith and Ahmed Rosario. You, this is, you heard it the other day with Beningo. This is this one, of Beningo. one of those going off, going off about right? a throwing error. Yeah, a throwing error, some prospect. Mixed throwing error. I mean, are, have you ever watched a friggin' baseball game? Come on. He's the right. second best prospect in baseball. Can we give him more than six weeks, please? You gotta, you gotta please. take that guy with a grain of salt. I, I take them all with a grain of salt. Because none of them... He's, he's not an advanced metrics guy, and he's an idiot, too.
3: He's, he's as opposite an advanced metrics guy as you can have. He and just, he's he, an idiot, too. Because... He doesn't know metrics, and he's beyond
1: the opposite of his. Defense. He's remedial. He's, he's remedial. <laughs> That's what we should call him. Anyway, if you add Bruce to that lineup, and, and we have plenty of time for this, and I want to move on. But if you, add, Can't if, you Bruce, <laughs> yeah. if you Bruce you If you add Bruce to that lineup, one guy, one free agent, it's an entirely different team. Look, are they, are they going to be terrible next year?
3: They, have, they could very easily be terrible next year.
1: Could they very easily be good next year?
3: I don't think they can easily be good next year, no. I think there's a path for them to be good. There's a chance they could be good. I don't think, it's, I don't think the likelihood of them being terrible or good is equal.
1: I think they lean more
3: towards being a bad team next year than a good team. That-
1: that's because you don't trust, though, them to do the things they need to do to win. Do you? I think I know. No. You think you know? You think you know?
0: <laughs>
1: you think you know, but you just don't know. And you never will. Rowdy rowdy Piper style. That's right. I Look,
3: I've just injected you with truth serum. What's it going to be? Don't, 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 inje- first of all, don't inject
1: me with anything. Please. I know how to do it. Oh, but- you do? You're a trained professional. there a yeah. trained professional? Yeah. Who <laughs> does the truth serum? Is that like a phlebotomist?
3: No, you can get it at Stop and Shop. No, you cannot. Yeah. Can I use it at Stop and Shop? You can't use it at Stop and Shop. So
1: if I inject my cashier
3: with no. truth
0: serum, no,
3: no, no, that's that, me. that's a crime. <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> no, no,
3: that's, that's a, a crime. See. <laughs>
1: I want, don't you have to be a. If you're injecting anything Don't you need to be a phlebotomist No Am I using that right A phlebotomist No that's phlebotomist right A
3: phlebotomist is who you take the blood Right Who you take the blood from Who do you, take, who the you take the
0: blood <laughs> who,
3: who, From who, who, takes from, the who blood?
1: from
0: whom you who? take the blood
1: <laughs> who, who Who taketh the if <laughs> Phlebotomist is, is. You know Dr. Right. Erase
3: That was a phlebotomist by the way I do know that
1: when he was in the race test
3: is unavailable.
1: That's correct. (laughs) He remains, he remains unavailable.
3: Um, all right. So, all right. So I I won't go, I won't take the drastic measure of injecting you, but I'll ask you nicely. What do you think is going to happen next year?
1: You know, I, I, I don't believe that they're going to do the necessary things. Um, the things necessary, uh, to win. However, I think you th- I think there's a slim chance they get a Jay Bruce or they get I think there's a chance they get a Jay Bruce. I think there's a chance they sign a big free agent.
3: AJ Bruce or Jay Bruce himself. I think there's a chance they sign AJ Bruce. Do you think they sign JD Martinez?
1: That could be a guy. Wow. Yeah, I think they sign a big bat for the outfield because of Conforto's injury. Because I think they're comfortable with Conforto playing center field when he gets back. Now, Brandon Nimmo is certainly making things interesting. I mean, he's up to 285 now. He's got a great on-base percentage. He, he has a great at bat every time he's up there. He's, a, he's, he's looking like a major league player. I don't know if he's an everyday major league player. But he's certainly, for the first time, I think in his career, looking like an everyday player, or looking like a major league player. What um, does the pivot
3: table tell you? In
1: your spreadsheet? No, I don't know. It's no. You Look that to, up. Don't make fun. You don't have to do um, that. This is this like, is on you're... this is on iTest. I mean, this is from what I is that I've like an iPhone? Been,
0: it is like an iPhone. <laughs> is that an eye app? iTest.
1: iTest. <laughs> it's an, it's one of the eight hundred MLB apps. That's a new... <laughs> Dude, can MLB have any more apps? I know. You open up, and we know somebody very well, a good friend of ours who works for MLB Advanced Media and stuff like that, and he'll be the first to admit it. If you open up the AdBad app and you go to other apps, there are 713 apps. It's like a suite of apps. It's, it's, not a, it's, it's a luxury suite. It's a penthouse of apps. That's true. And not one of them.
3: They, they have not developed iTest yet.
1: The there's ballpark. There's your other ballpark. There's that old ballpark. There's swing away, bat away, hit away, pitch away, steal away, away, run away into the night. Doo, 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 doo. I knew it ain't right. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Guys, I don't have time. I don't yeah. have to. There's home run derby and, and pitching derby and pitching home run derby. and It's too much. Too much. B-Slam. The, the right, eye test. So, <laughs> from MLB. Great. And, it'll be eye test. You, and you know what it is? You open up the app, you punch in the player's name, and it says, hey, it's pretty good. <laughs> or you punch in the app, and, you, and it says, nah, this guy don't got it. I feel like it's, I feel, it. like it's virtual, I feel like it's a
3: virtual I feel like the virtual reality representation of the player like on a on a pedestal just <laughs> turning around 360 slowly. Right,
1: but it's it's a scout from 1957. Right.
3: And then right and then after he turns around, it pops up. What do you think? And then you either say yes
1: or no. <laughs> it's interactive. It is interactive, but they if you say no, then the 1957 scout comes out and he goes not so good. He's not a ball. He's got a scar, right? Yeah, he's got a scar. He's got the hat, right? You know, he's, he looks he looks like a newspaper man, but he's not a newspaper man. He's a major league baseball scout. He's an old school scout. Yeah, and it's and it says, Meh, nah, this guy's no good. He's a bum. <laughs> or it says, This guy's an all star. Um, anyway, all right. That's enough uh, on the map.
3: Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with the Mets, but I'm I I am dying to talk to you on approximately March first, 2018.
1: Right. Find out if the well, let's do a show then. Let's put it in the books right now. Thursday. No, it it doesn't matter. Put it in the books. We're doing it. It's if it's a Sunday, it doesn't matter. We're doing it.
3: Well, I want to know at that point, did they do what they were supposed to do in order to compete next year?
1: And I, I'll tell I'm you right now. I'm not saying I think they're going to. I'll tell you I'm right saying there's a greater chance than you do. Okay. I got the
2: date book open. What are we writing down?
1: Well, first <laughs> of all, we're having a we're bake sale. The, the RTU bake sale is going to be December 12th. <laughs> so put Ooh. that down. Can you,
3: can you do these in the uh, vein of the morning announcements in high school?
1: Uh, good morning, everybody. The, uh, <laughs> did you do the morning announcement? No. We all did. I thought we all took
3: turns doing them. Did we? Maybe we did. I don't know. No, I don't remember.
1: Is, the bake sale is December 12th. We're going to do a, a potluck, RTU potluck. Right. Um,
2: that's going to be January. Rocket Club will be meeting in the East Gym. Rocket Club East Gym. <laughs> you had an East and West Gym? Sorry rich guy Wow yeah, Yes we did Tottenville High School Yes
1: Tottenville Tottenville Tigers Pirates
0: To the person That left their lunch In the chemistry room
3: Your tuna sandwich Was delicious Do not do it again
1: Remember that We had like Two Two teachers That tried to be like Do like Test stand up out Basically, <laughs> like, like test new material in the morning announcements. Yeah. Two Jews walk in a bar. This
2: is not gonna work, Mr. Spangler. Not gonna work. <laughs> Students are reminded not to park in the teacher's lot. If you do not have a green hang tag,
0: Wait, you will on. be towed. In
2: Boston? Did you go to school with Will Hunting?
1: Why, why, why did you? Why were you in Southie? I'm
2: just, I'm just referencing teachers' voices from my brain. Why?
1: Why are you Chucky all of a sudden? Listen, do not park in the teachers' lot anymore. All right, it's a wicked, stupid thing to do. How <laughs> you like them apples? Um, all right. So, put that down for March first, Peach. Please. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to move the livestock show, though. So. We're gonna to have to move that. I think we had that schedule for March first. <laughs> what am I
2: gonna do with these show pigs? Well, they're just—they're gonna to have to wait another week. I made a butter sculpture.
0: <laughs> what is it of?
2: Gwyneth Paltrow.
3: Which is perfect because the pancake breakfast is this Thursday. <laughs> Bring your butter sculpture.
1: <laughs> Good timing. Let it sit out for a little bit before the before the before the pancake breakfast, because we want you know and and
3: support the future business leaders of America Club. And support
1: that's right. Uh, and that's for the aviation club. Right. Um, okay. Moving, Moving on. on. <laughs> uh, so we, we should we skip over the Yankees? We can always talk about them next week.
3: Yeah, they'll be relevant next week, so we could, we could get to them next week.
1: That's right. But the I, basic thrust of the Yankee thing was that, as you have said over and over again, Cal, and I give you full marks, and Franks and Jims as well, that – terrible joke. My dad jokes are coming out a lot lately. I said one the other day, and Wesley was like, wow, dad. <laughs> that is awful. Um, that you have said all along, at some, pl- at some point, the juxtaposition – Back to the the real state of things, where the Yankees are on top and the Mets are a laughingstock, uh, would happen. That
3: is the default setting.
1: Correct. We have gone back to we have control alt delete.
3: Right. Just unplug plug, back, computer, plug right. it back in, and everything is back to normal. We
1: brought everything back to factory settings. Yes. Right. It's like pressing like the uh, the hold button and the volume down on your iPhone. We've reset the whole thing, and the Mets are, again, a joke. And the Yankees Yankees, are contenders. And the Yankees are contenders, right. And have a bright future. And doing it with uh, entertaining, awesome, cornerstone, homegrown players. Right. Great job, everyone. It's really – it's feeling good.
3: Hey, other baseball stuff I just want to ask you real quick, and then we can move on to uh, cell block B. The Indians and the Diamondbacks. Right. Dueling – 14-game winning streaks, so or one was at 13, one was at 14 coming into tonight. Have you ever seen anything like that?
1: Nobody's ever seen anything like that. I think it's the, the most uh, consecutive wins concurrently for two teams.
3: But, it, but I said that you, entirely wrong, but you know what I mean. I knew exactly what you meant. But don't you feel like that should be getting a lot more attention, that there are two teams at the same time in a pennant race
1: Right. They haven't lost in two and a half weeks? It's crazy. I think it's getting a lot of attention though. I've seen it on MLB and stuff like that. And
3: I no, I mean like in in, in
1: public. <laughs> in the square? Not public. <laughs> in
3: Not in public. public. No, just in like like at the water cooler, even. Yeah. Like okay, how about this? How about this? Where you work, you've got great sports fans where you work, you talk sports all the time. Has this come up at all?
1: Yes. Okay. But only, but that only through the no no, but only through <laughs> fa, only through fantasy baseball over here. Only through fantasy baseball. Right. Because right. Corey Kluber's won like four starts in a row with right. like 114 okay. strikeouts. It, it, but it but it did come up like that that both teams are crazy hot. And it's, just, it's remar- I'm I'm fascinated by it. It is it is it's this has been a a weird baseball season because. Part of, part of it is the product is not super uh, in that home runs are way up, strikeouts are way up, and it, that's basically all the game is. Like watching that Astros-Mets series, which I admittedly didn't watch a ton of uh, for fear that my children would start rooting for the Astros, which is a very real fear. Um, but the Astros play, like Keith was like, uh, Hernandez, was like drooling over the Astros drooling, begging for them to win the World Series because they play fundamental baseball. They have like Altuve, who, you know, they don't just hit home runs. They hit doubles. They move runners over. They steal bases. They're playing a brand of baseball that no one else is playing. No one else is playing it. Well, the Dodgers aren't.
3: Cleveland is kind of playing it.
1: Cleveland is right now on the streak. Great pitching, Fundamental stuff. It's not all home runs, is what I'm saying. Right, right, right. And the the Astros have been that all year. And Correa, Correa go out for six weeks, no problem. You know, Bregman steps up, plays short. You know, uh, Uriel uh, plays third base. They don't miss a beat. You know, guys come in. They hit a lot of home runs for sure. But they play good. It's a nice brand of baseball. Nobody's it been playing it. But, like, Cleveland
3: and Houston was running away with everything this year. Yes. Cleveland's, like, two games behind them right now.
1: I know. I know. Well, <laughs> but that's also because the Astros have been playing the four corners, basically. Yeah. I mean, they've been Smith, doing the Dean Smith for a while now, not bringing, you know, putting guys on the DL and just giving them rests and stuff like that. Like, they've yeah. had that Division one for so long that they've been they've been I was talking to my father-in-law about it when we were in Texas a couple weeks ago and he's a huge Astros fan and a great Astros fan and he's talking about how uh, Hinch is using the 10-day DL. He's getting a lot of heat for it, but my father-in-law and I agree with him. Thought he was using it brilliantly. Like get these guys rests. You know what I mean? Get them back by September. Right. So they don't have to, you know, rev it up immediately. But if you can get a guy a week off, or ten days off in August, and you've got a ten twelve game lead. By all means, especially the pitchers. You know, I, right. I just, uh, the the what the Dodgers are have done this year. Although they've had a kind of a rough month, right? The Dodgers have had a, a very rough month. What month. were they like? Like three and three and twelve or three and fourteen or something like that I, over I, I, a stretch or. I feel like they've lost eleven out of their last twelve. Is that possible? That is possible because I okay. had heard they had lost fifteen of nineteen
3: yeah, I think they' they've once they got to like ninety and thirty and everybody was was they talking were, about them
1: yeah, there were fifty two games over five hundred
3: yeah it was it was ridiculous, and then all of a sudden they they just they just
1: cooled off right um, it's going to be a very interesting. Postseason, I, I I for one can't wait for hockey. Um, so we got a couple, we got a couple minutes left. Um, and the NFL season started tonight with the Patriots and the um, uh, and the Chiefs. Um, yeah. And and look, we only have a couple minutes here. We have a ton of time to talk about football. Uh, football will probably be in the A block next week. Um, but I just want to say this. It is astounding to me. And it's not just because the Jets are going to be really bad. Because I'm okay with the Jets being really bad this year. I, we, you and I have talked about this off the air, as we do, um, that I, the Jets need to rebuild. I, it's time. Find out what they have in Hackenberg. Find out what they have. I, have, I, I think our buddy Joe Caporoso from Turn on the Jets has the entirely right idea in that this is how I'm looking at the season. I'm rooting for them to win every week. But if and when they lose, and it will be often, it's not going to sting as much as it would in a normal season. If they win, though, I don't care. Good, they won. You know, if they if they somehow go 8-8 eight and eight this year and play a competitive brand of football, well, then so be it. I saw eight wins. You know, I'm not going to root for them to lose. But that said, the losses, and there will be many of them, <laughs> won't sting nearly as much. So... Some this folks believe a, there will be 16 of them. Yes, which is ridiculous. Uh, and the Giants are going to be very, very good this year, again. Um, I firmly believe that. I don't know if they're as uh, you know winning a Super Bowl, as they're sort of taking a ticker tape parade already, but I think the Giants are going to be very, very good. I think they're going to be a, uh, one of the three or four best teams in the NFC. But there's something wrong, Cal, with how far – down in my rooting interest the NFL overall as a product has moved these last three or four years. That baseball and hockey and specifically hockey because it's the Islanders are actually close to the Mets. They won't overtake the Mets ever but they're very close. Well clarify what you what you mean by that. In other words, in, in, in my rooting interest, in what I watch, in where I'm investing my passion in, and slash my escapism, um, it's Islanders are so far ahead of football, not just the Jets, like football. It's never been like this for me in my life. And I'm, I'm wondering, and this is a topic for another show. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Or, or where you stand with that, first of all. But second of all, is the NFL like the richest, most ridiculous, uber wealthy league that's slowly dying? Yes. Yeah, it, it's right. It's a product that's slowly dying.
3: We're going to talk about it more next week, but yeah, there's where there's are you a...
1: just before we get to the fun load though? Just to close us out. an apology to Lindsey Buckingham. Because uh, we're not going to get to C block, I I do want to we'll table that for next week. Craig Carton, holy crow! I mean, holy shit! That's freaking unbelievable, and not unbelievable in a good way. I you know my feelings are Carton. I know yours. Abba Napoli, I say. What? That's Italian for go back to Napoli. That that means go f yourself. I don't care. I don't want to hear about him as a victim. I don't want to hear anything.
3: We'll deal with that another time.
1: We'll deal with that another time. And I'll tell you the Pennsylvania, uh, the Pennsylvania Jersey situation, which is akin to the Bonnie situation in Pulp Fiction, except without the bodies. Right. And it has um, nothing to
3: do with the, the two states.
1: <laughs> well, it has to do with one of the states. Right. From right. where I live. But we can talk about that another time as well. Cause unfortunately me living in Pennsylvania, that situation with my children is never going away. Um, but where, uh, and then we're going to break to the fun load. But Cal, where are you with the Jets and football right now? Well, what what generally happens
3: is that I sort of am ahead of the curve on from you. Like I yes. I usually get to places. Ger, yep. And then you, you, I'm 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 more. Um, I have less patience, I guess, than you do. You, yeah. you have a lot more patience and will stick with things and hope that they'll turn around and yeah. ultimately come to the decision that they won't. And then you get there. And then I'm just, put, I'd be like, I, I don't have time for this. I'm out. And I, so I've, the last couple of years, I've been way out of football. Way out. Overall, right? Overall. But even the Jets, too. Just right. really not. I, I don't watch football. I shouldn't say this. I don't sit down and watch a football Sunday.
0: No, I I still do, do.
3: but there's
1: a lot fewer of them.
3: No, I don't. I really don't. I've I've sort of sacrificed all of my Sundays and willingly for whatever baseball I needed to have this year. (laughs) I find myself with nothing.
1: Yeah, nothing (laughs) on Sundays.
3: You know, no, just I had no baseball either.
0: All yeah, of, that's what I'm all saying. The, right, right, right.
3: All of the football sacrifice that I made last year in anticipation of baseball this year. Now, right. I didn't have any baseball this year, but I just, I'm not like, I, can, I, I promise you right now, I have no idea what's going on in that football game. I, I didn't I, even look. I checked in for fantasy reasons. So. Didn't even check in. Yeah. Now, I'm interested, I'm interested in fantasy football, and I will follow from that aspect. But it's, it's definitely a conversation that we need to have soon, because there are a number of reasons why what you said is pretty accurate, that this league is in a lot of trouble.
1: Yep. And it's filthy rich. Filthy rich. It's making money hand over fist. over Hand over fist. What's the
3: what is I don't I wish I could come up with it. The who the goose that killed itself? Is that what it is? The golden goose? The goose that
1: laid the golden
3: egg? And ah, then killed itself. It. Wait, then, why
1: was the goose suicidal?
3: I don't know. But there's this something seemed, this seems like <laughs> as
0: good a time as any all
1: right it's time for the ready to unload fun load produced and brought to you by the bishop pop culture pj hi peach Hey! Wow. Somebody, somebody had an extra cup of coffee tonight.
0: Did Ooh. you do Nespresso?
1: I like Nespresso. Have you had Nespresso, Cal? No. Uh, first of all, you can never say it without thinking of the Saturday Night Live mock commercial.
3: Like, not, even the co- not even the real
1: commercial. No. The parody of the commercial. The SNL parody commercial. Probably my favorite parody commercial of all time. The best. Nespresso. I've had uh, we have a machine at work. Really good. Yeah. I love it. I, I love it. I'm an, I'm an idiot. I'll drink anything coffee related that's gimmicky. I'm an idiot. Hey Paige, can you turn your camera on on the Google Hangout please? It's, it's on.
2: on. I, I see myself. Not for me. I got it. I got it. I got How
1: about it. That? Stick it there up for you. you.
2: Giving uh, me tech advice.
1: P, is it the goose that laid the golden egg and then committed Harry Carry?
2: <laughs> what is
1: it? Why can't I think of this expression?
2: The the goose that laid the golden egg? What's wrong no, with that? No, it's
3: about the it's something about the it's something about the goose killing himself <laughs> or
2: something.
3: That? You the know goose that itself. old fairy tale about the goose who killed himself? You, <laughs> you know? know the kid one. That you read to your kids at night. <laughs> the old parable about the goose who takes a knife and sticks <laughs> it in his
1: gorgeous breast, his 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 delicious breast.
2: <laughs> Harry Carry Goose.
1: You know that one. Harry Carry Goose. Everybody yeah. knows yeah.
2: that. Wasn't that one of those little golden books, Harry Carry Goose? Nice. Hi. Yeah. I got you the Pokey Puppy and Harry Carey Goose. There's a goose over there. Hey! Those were those
3: cardboard books, right? The small, Harry golden Harry cardboard books.
1: Here's a ground ball to second. That one's kicked by Sandberg. I'm a goose!
2: I do the pour over coffee now. We do pour
0: over. What is this now? You brought Wait, up is-
2: coffee! And yes, I've had some.
0: What's the pour
2: over? What's the pour over? See, one of us is intrigued and one of us is already exhausted. It's <laughs> exhausting. I know. It's the simplest. Glass pot. Filter on top. You pour it. Go in on. Your, you put in your coffee. And you just lightly and slowly add the boiling water. Bippity, 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 bippity. And and it's very 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 smooth. It is the smoothest cup of coffee I've ever had. Who has this time? Because it is slow. Oh no, it it is time consuming. You need to do I four know! other things in the kitchen while you're doing it. So I make the kids lunches. I feed the cats. Bop beep, 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 bop bop bing bing bing. Do my taxes. Bingo bango, and then I go back over and I pour a little more water. Refinance my mortgage. Water.
1: That sounds uh, involved. You'll have to make me a cup of the pour
2: over coffee. Oh, it's delicious.
1: Can you say Can it you like would... that from now on?
2: Yeah, what, we're doing what... the pour over coffee. Pour over coffee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> as if you can't even be bothered to just even say the
0: pour over coffee. Right.
1: Like um, any sounds, other method great.
3: is so beneath him at this
1: point. So break. so banal it really is. Like you're still French. brewing. Your, you have a press there, a French press. Are you French?
2: I don't think we so. have. We have one of those too. Of course you do. We have a <laughs> I, French press. We have a pour over. We have a Mister Coffee for when company comes over, and of course we have the Correc. You have the carrot, right. And then you, uh, do
1: you have the 27 cup urn for when you have the Italian guests over?
2: We still borrow <laughs> the avocado green 1965 That's wedding right. gift pot. That's right. From my in laws.
0: Mm hmm. That's right. It, it makes 65
2: works. cups of shitty coffee. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good coffee. Because it tastes like Christmas 1978. That's why it's good color. He just held it up
3: on the GHO. Hold on, do that again. I want to take a picture.
2: Oh, my God,
0: it's <laughs> right there.
3: And what color is it?
0: It's autumn green.
1: <laughs> what do you got that
0: under oh, the desk? Oh, that's
1: amazing. Oh, that's right amazing. There. Oh, that's going up on the episode page. That's so clutch. I love it. Freaking, now that had to be your parents. There's no way that was yours.
3: These are my in laws, yeah.
1: Yeah, it had to be your in laws. It, it, it reeks of 1971. It sure Do does. Do you know how many shitty
2: cups of coffee that urn has produced for communion? Do <laughs> you know how electrically inefficient those things are? <laughs> it consumes more electricity than my double wall oven. You plug it in And
1: you get an immediate text message From Pico if <laughs> mean, from,
2: from Pennsylvania Energy Company Saying Whoa, 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 whoa. What are did... you doing? Yeah, it's you, crazy. Which
3: is weird. Because even in New York we get a message from Pico It's crazy <laughs> Did you just launch a rocket? What are you
2: doing? I can't run the coffee pot and the pool filter At the same time <laughs> <laughs> Too much for my battle.
0: Oh, oh man. But
1: you know what? 75 people get a cup of coffee and it's hot. And you, and the, you
0: know and what? It is
2: piping hot. It's That's right. The first cup and the last calling are scalding.
0: Nuclear <laughs> nuclear
2: coffee. It
1: is literally it was
2: it is it makes like McDonald's
1: coffee and they're like, "Ha, ah, you think that's hot?" <laughs> <laughs> Come have that
2: Come out of my Grandma Irene's urn. Oh, my I God. I went to Dunkin' one. Donuts today. I went into Dunkin' Donuts. I was having a weak moment. Right. What's weak moment? <laughs> I guess I have two or three of those a day. Um. Well, no, I went for a donut. I pulled <laughs> oh, off Oh, I see, I see, I, I see. was out doing real things like getting the car fixed and putting gas in. And then I was like, sure. ah, donut. <laughs> Pull over for a donut. And I said, "Oh, I'm here. Why don't I have the best coffee in the world?" Sure. With the crack on the bottom. I said, "Can I get a 16 ounce regular black?" Okay. That is probably the simplest of all coffee orders.
1: It's not probably the it is the
2: it's the industry standard simple coffee order. And he said something
0: might be simpler.
2: He said something I've never heard at at a D and D. Never heard this before. Can you wait? It's not ready. I walked For out.
1: Regular coffee?
2: What time were yeah. you there? Ten
1: a.m. Great question.
3: Come on. Ten
0: a.m. And they're out of coffee. Ten a.m. Ten Where, a. Is dunk-
1: Where is this Dunkin'
2: Donuts? It's not ready.
1: No, I can't.
2: Freehold, New Jersey. Freehold, New Jersey. It's we got hundred thousand people.
1: That's that's a terrible. I would never go back there. I would never go back. Did you wait? No! No, he walked out. He walked out. He did
3: walk out. With your donut, right, though. I'm sorry.
1: He killed the goose
2: before the goose could kill itself. Did you get a donut right? <laughs> did you get a donut? I don't want to answer that question, whether or not I got the donut. Objection, Your that. Honor! <laughs> I If my kids listen to this, hour. I don't want them to know about the donut. What donut? I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. There may or may not have been a donut, and that's as far as I'll go.
1: (laughs) Pre-not having coffee. Okay, since I've hijacked the fun load, um,
2: would you like to uh, tell us what the fun load is about tonight? Tonight on the fun load, I want to do something a little different. I want to be a little more thoughtful, a little less jokey. I'd like to talk to you about... Um, So I was thinking out loud, and I thought of a new segment called The Thought Load, in which we can discuss thinky things. So every once in a while, we're going to bring on this. That's not the final mix. We'll we'll clean that up. But oh, of course. You just sounded like Doc Brown right there. It's not the
1: scale.
0: It's good, Doc. It's good. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. Apologize for the crudity of this model, Marty. It's not the
0: scale. (laughs) I was just, you know, whipped it
2: up in 15 minutes. The hell's a gigawatt?
1: Uh, It sounds great.
2: So we're doing the thought load tonight. Tonight, the thought load. I want to talk about. Excuse me, I just have to. Oh boy, what's what? happening now? Hold on. Maybe this Google Hangout thing is not a my,
0: great
2: idea. My my enormous wallet. Your Costanza. Pinching. Yeah, I have the Costanza wallet right here, and it was actually. Oh pinching. my god! I'm sorry. Sitting on a brick. So you you're uh, you're a serious customer, right? Serious XM, serious uh, radio, yeah. serious satellite, <laughs> satellite serious. I thought you were calling us serious customers. That guy trying to sell us something. Cal's a tough cookie, and Steve's a serious customer. When did
1: we get to the old west?
2: He's a serious customer. (laughs)
0: Like I had walked
3: into PC Richard, and you you grabbed me.
1: You look like a serious customer. Come with me. Yeah, I I felt like I walked into a saloon. Here comes that guy. He is a serious customer. I am. Okay, yes, we are serious radio, both of us,
2: consumers. Yeah. Okay. Me so only a you,
1: recent cow for a
2: long time. Have you caught the uh, relentless ads for the new music documentary channel? Yes. Channel 106, hi, I'm Kurt Loder. Yes. I'm 106 years old now. <laughs> which I thought was, was a I'm... poor choice for them to lead with. Yes. <laughs>
1: Is that why it's
3: channel one hundred six? Yes. <laughs> on his birthday, they move it up one spot on the diet. That's right. <laughs> That's
0: right. Happy birthday, and Kurt Loader! And they he celebrate, celebrate. one hundred seven. Yeah. <laughs> they celebrate. Uh, I,
2: I thought. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was nifty that they are that they're getting into. Um, uh, behind the scenes and um, longer format uh, type stuff about bands and, and music and stuff. Um, and podcast wise, I've been, I've been listening to a couple and I've been coming around to it like this way, like the, the podcast universe for uh big spot of time was commandeered by comedians. You know what I mean? Like every comedian needed to have a podcast. And I I think that that's gotten saturated. Well that was following Marin, right?
1: So WTF is Well Marin's also to be funny though. But also Adam Carolla. Right. So Adam, the guy that they all. Carola has the podcast network, and mm-hmm. and WTF is right after that. So they're mm-hmm. they're actually kind of concurrent when they start. Concurrent, concurrent, boy. Um, serious, serious. I need to pour, need to pour Co- some coffee. Coater. Co-
2: Co- Co- Ro- loader. Co- loader.
1: So, but, but 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 yes, you're right. Then every comedian <laughs> had a podcast. Because well, they what I'm saw, finding is, most of, most of the community's like the podcasts
2: are not funny.
1: Right. Um, and Marins and is not funny. Marins is an interview show. It was never intended to be funny.
2: No, yeah, but I, I mean from the angle of... Um, try, but some, some of them are trying too hard. Some yeah. of them are endlessly riffing, and it's like... Um, it's like, well, it, maybe you should hold on and, and refine this <laughs> and right. go back to being a comedian and put it on stage, because right. two hours of you riffing back and forth on the same mom joke
1: to yeah, get to I, a the, good
2: one, and
1: trying to be comedy bang,
2: bang, right? That's the other
1: one.: Bang, bang, see, bang com- Bang's:
2: got, yeah, bang, bang, bang is uh the exception to the rule, I think.
1: Yeah, well, and the been, he does it right. Yeah,
2: he's been around for five hundred episodes.
1: He has comedians mm-hmm. on it all the time, but it's it's always funny. It's a consistently funny show.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I get I get what you're getting at. Like in the podcast universe, it was dominated by comedy
2: shows for the most part. Well, actually, what well what I'm getting at is, is that um, I I think the the better part of the podcast stuff that I'm listening to right now has gotten serious. Not Sirius XM. <laughs> I wish That's I had never off. brought that up. I wish I had never even said it. Um, it's just, uh, stuff with a more serious bent it seems to be uh, better produced, more professional, way more satisfying, and has stronger and longer legs you know, to, to carry it. I walked away from WTF. I don't know if I told you this. WT- WTF um, started to make me crazy uh, when he was doing. I don't know if we call it self promotion, but like it's like he was rewarding people that he was working with with an The appearance. glow thing,
1: yeah, the glow thing. He lost a lot of people. The glow thing went
2: way too far. You got to bring on he the lost. writers' room of glow. Yeah, he lost a lot of people. Then he did. So he, I haven't been he back. Definitely since. did. The the, the shows since, are they... uh...
1: They've been good. He's back to his normal self. But I think even in hindsight, he will eventually admit uh, that that was a mistake. Because it's okay to promote yourself. His listeners, I think the people that follow that show and have for a long, long time, and he's been on for like nine years now, eight, nine years. Yeah, wow. He's done 800 episodes. Um. Expect self-promotion at the top. Expect him to promote himself that way. But right, to have like, about like six shows with people that never would have been on, it felt gratuitous. Could have, he could have brought the writer and directors on done one show. Yeah. And no, been, and been done with it. And just did like a glow show. And everybody would have given him that. He did like six shows. Or five shows. It was too much. But the show is he's been back to his normal self. But I, I, I think you're right. I think as the forum has found itself. What do you guys think of this? So we started doing this show in, uh, in 2009 in December, Cal and I, with the idea of it being a, um, uh, a sports talk call-in show like WFAN. We had no idea what podcasts were really becoming. I was listening to WTF and listening to – uh, Bill Simmons, um, uh, through iTunes, and he had to like download it every week, and it was a pain in the ass and stuff. But we didn't know we were going to become a podcast until 2010. Mm. Then we moved to Block Talk Radio, and we stopped the idea of taking calls, and we were like, and really in earnest, Cal, probably, and also in Comac and Bayside, we didn't decide that we were a podcast and we weren't taking calls anymore until we were like 50 or 60 shows in. Like right. We were still holding on to the idea of like taking calls. And then we decided, no, no, it's a podcast. We're not going to take calls. If we have live listeners, great, but we don't care about live listeners. And well, we care about them, but we're not actively seeking them. That's right. Sorry. You're absolutely right. Uh, and <laughs> so we're going to have right now. Right. We care about you. Um, and we're going to have guests, and we're going to gear it towards sports blogs and all the things that we consciously did as a podcast, but I think the form has developed so much like any sort of art form, and podcasting is an art form, that it is more serious now. There is more serious content to be uh, taken in there, and it's also overwrought, like everybody has a podcast.
2: You know, literally everybody has a podcast. Literally, everybody has a podcast. Yeah, uh, but by and large, a lot of podcasts just consist of interviewing your friends, the, the celebrity ones.
1: They, they absolutely do. That's exactly right. And that, but but I, the point I wanted to make, too, was and ask you guys, was where do you think, because I think there's a correlation to be drawn, where do you think TED Talks? the idea surrounding them
2: have not infiltrated, but... Are you reading my notes? Because I hate you.
1: No, not at all. But they've noticed
2: podcasts. Yeah, no, but I... I, I right. And I, I think there is uh, there's this wave, there is this low level undulation of a new seriousness. Not SiriusXM, XM. you understand. <laughs> We're going to do this, oh,
1: aren't <laughs> I agree. I, I, I definitely agree. I I definitely, Cal, I'm, I'd be really interested to hear what podcast you're listening to these days. But uh, my staples now are still Marin and still Comedy Bang Bang. They're also Pod Save America, Pod Save the World. Um, obviously, that comes with the political climate, you know, um, and what's gone on politically but they're serious. There's like five podcasts I listen to a week that are not entertainment. They're informational. You know, there's an there Atlantic podcast here. I listen to. or. Um, mm-hmm. and so, Cal, what are you listening to these days? Have you found this, that, that you're maybe getting more serious content out of your podcast? Good
3: not, yet. On, everybody. <laughs> no,
1: I, listen,
3: I, it, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but when I do, it's either Comedy Bang Bang
2: or the Nerdist. Or the Nerdist, right. The Nerdist remains okay. a, a, a flag bearer. Yeah. yeah. No, but now Nerdist, you know, when Hardwick's in the mood. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, it can be serious. <laughs> you know, he can start talking philosophy with somebody. Right. And he, and he goes deep.
3: But, I, but that's what I want to hear. I want to hear, hear conversations and not necessarily, like, trying to be funnier than the next person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hear, you know, I want to hear a conversation. And if it's serious, that's great. If it's funny, that's great too.
1: Right. Yeah. The only comedy podcast I can really listen to is Comedy Bang Bang because they're doing long form improv. Like, I've tried other ones. I just, it just doesn't. I do, I well, do that, find, though, Pete, that I'm getting more serious content. Uh, there's a deadly different.
2: repetition to the funny ones. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Gilbert Gottfried's podcast is super because he talks to people that no one else would talk to, right? You know, like who else is going to talk to Frank Gorshin? Um, but, but it, it, in a way, it gets tiresome. In in that one, he's a terrible interviewer, right? So if his co-host isn't on on point, it's a deadly interview, and yeah. he does the same six tasteless jokes. Uh, every episode, uh, I thought Marin was getting tiresome in in a way too, because too much of his because he's so dedicated to not being scripted and not doing research, um, the way he gets into it, you know. As you know, so did you grow up, you know? Yeah, so, I mean he's he's got a template there now.
1: Yeah. But that I I still find that Marin.
2: I ache for him to mix it up just a little.
1: Yeah. I find I I still find that Marin gives a good interview. He's just got a skill for for going down a path with a, a guest. Mm-hmm. Or you know he's like a great running back. Like he sees a small opening, and he's got fast feet, and he can get through that opening quickly
2: yeah I'm going to go back to him, but uh, I was
1: burned no, a, you know, little was, like he just he just did one the other day with uh, Warren Hutchison. Hutchison, who is a stand-up you would definitely know. African-American mm-hmm. guy, stand up from the 80s, you know, late '80s, early '90s, big writer on, you know, um, I think on uh, Bernie Mac. and he's more of a writer now, but you would definitely recognize him. like tall, skinny African-American guy he used to have great material on his dad and his grandfather and stuff. He had him on the other day, and that was like an old school WTF. This was an old school comic,
0: mm-hmm. and they talked
1: about his origin story, and it was interesting. It was good. Um, do you guys think that I'm fascinated by the medium of podcasts and how far it's come? Especially because we were this little tiny. We are. This I just little, got the ninety second
2: story. warning. By the way, are we uh, yeah. are we safe?
1: Yeah, we are the you know this little tiny infinitesimal part of it, um, but I I I think it's replaced TED Talks for me. I used to watch a lot of TED Talks, mm-hmm. and now if I want to, you know, find out about um, you know what Elon Musk is doing with his plant or whatever, I can find a podcast about it, you know, and it's going to be entertaining, and maybe I'm going to hear from Elon Musk, <laughs> you know. Right. Right. So I, I, the, uh, the episode, by the way, I should mention is only set for 90 minutes.
2: Oh, so we're, so we're wrapping it up before I got to mention the 90 things I needed to mention.
1: Well, we don't need to Typical. It'll go into, it'll go into overtime. It'll still record.
2: Okay. But our live, our live feed
1: will wrap up in 30 seconds. PJ gets salty. Right. Um, So uh, you have 23 seconds to mention those 90 things. Otherwise, I'm going to kill this goose. Go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: If anyone was listening live, thank you so much for listening live. Go to iTunes and subscribe to RTU Sports, and we will see you next Thursday night. You can download the episode tomorrow if you missed any of it. Thank you.
2: That was really good.
1: Thanks. You,
2: You hit the point. I got it in just before anyway. Uh, You know what turned me around, too, was um, the Serial podcasts.
1: The Serial was great. The first Serial was great. Didn't love the second
2: yeah. season. Oh, I really liked this. The one about Bo Burgo. Bo I liked it very yeah. much.
1: What about S-Town? I didn't listen to S-Town at all.
2: Uh, I'm not all the way through S-Town. Okay. Got to wait on that one.
1: Cal, would you say that you... So you're driving home, you have Sirius in the car, you you commute, you know, um, are you more inclined to listen to something on Sirius, like a comedy station or something, than you are a podcast? (coughs) Uh Uh-oh, we lost Cal's mic. Uh,
2: (laughs) Isn't
1: that always the way? Jump back in, Cal. Go out and come back in.
2: Jumpa, jumpa, jumpa. Um.
1: So. Because um, I wanted to ask you, Cal, a question about sports podcasts too. Because. Right. I don't. Th- I don't think those have changed
2: very much. Now, sports podcasts I can't speak to because they just. I. I can't. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't listen to it.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I can. I listen to a few, but they're team centric. And mm-hmm. still, n- nobody does them great. I mean, most of them are the people that we've had on this show. <laughs> now, I mean,
2: maybe, <laughs> over maybe the years I, I hadn't noticed the quality of the serious um, podcasts before. Uh, you know, and 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 recent climates have made me more serious. Right, that could be something too. But I but I I feel like they are coming into their own more. They're really expanding out into this long commercial free limitless yes. format and uh it, you know they're they're doing a bunch with it it's um i don't know if you got to listen to revisionist history the malcolm gladwell um
1: i didn't yet i that's on my list to check that, that
2: out yeah that is that is real good real good You know, just just uh, subjects where you know you you don't think about certain parts of history because you figure you you know what you need to know about it. You know what I mean? Like you know, if there's there's a History Channel documentary about Vietnam, you're like, ah, Vietnam. I don't need to watch that. I know enough Vietnam, but he he has such unique insight and um you know biographical information on on people
1: well that's uh, his, i mean that's his books right too like outliers and stuff like that like he looks at stuff from a very interesting angle a guy like that though is a personality that would do a great podcast i feel like
2: oh yeah he he carries it beautifully you know, you, you, you really hang on what he's talking about. And, and, and he, uh, you know, they usually between 25 and 45 minutes on, on a single topic, uh, right. interviews, music, um, you know, intro, body, conclusion, the whole you know, yeah. <laughs> essay format. It's all there. And it's smart. The thing I like about it is it gets to be smart.
1: Well, it's, it's okay to be smart. Like, I think early on in the medium, a lot of them were afraid to be too smart. That's what TED Talks do, (laughs) you know? And now that's like, it's okay to be heady and it's okay to be meta because people are going to find you. That's the other thing about podcasts. Like, people are going to find what they want to listen to. You know, there's there's a million of them out there now. You can find one for the New York Islanders that I, like I have. Like, I find two guys that we had on the show. You know, and they do their own podcast called Islanders Anxiety, and it's great. And I listen to it every week, and they do just a great job with the Islanders.
2: You know,
1: I it's, I it's, don't get a it's, chance it's to be around. To, right.
2: I, I I'm I, I spend a lot of time nowhere near TVs, uh, and the reason I go back to the Sirius app is because they carry so many news stations. Right. And. Uh, again, this may be you know a post-Trump thing, but I feel like news stations right now are also trying harder. Yes, um, well they
1: they 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 are, but I also not... think it's I also think, page, it's a it's a matter of um uh, it, it, there being something for everybody in a podcast. Like you can find if you're thinking about. Like Teresa doesn't listen to them at all, right?
0: Mm.
1: But she found one by a child psychologist who she had read her book and she really liked her parenting tips and she's starting a podcast in October and she's gonna do it. And she's gonna listen to it because she likes yeah. this particular child psychologist. This one particular person is starting a podcast based on this book that she wrote, and she likes yeah. it. You know, there's so there's it's it's, it's very niche. You find your gateway in, yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a gateway drug podcast. She likes cereal a lot, but it didn't hook her because she didn't like mm-hmm. the second season. But it, um, we should wrap. Um, this is a this it's a fascinating topic because I find I get my news and a lot of the political stuff now from basically podcasts and Last Week Tonight. Like that's it.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know that's yeah, all I what? can stand.
2: The, the political podcasts that you listen to are all very interesting. The, yeah. the one I, I do want to mention before we wrap, I have been, uh, I got turned around and totally absorbed by the Joe Rogan podcast. Really? I can't. And I've the, tried like three times. Well, maybe his older podcasts were not this way. I have been listening to his last hundred. He's over a okay. thousand now. Right. Um, he does this amazing thing. Now, there are some guests that I have absolutely no interest in. He, you know, he brings on these, you know, super athletes or MMA fighters, the MMA stuff, yeah. You know, these guys that are, you know, sports nutritionists. So that's not that's not there for me. Um, but you know, he also brings on molecular biologists and right. um, you know, ethnomusicologists and stuff. Uh, people with actual theories. Like he brings them in to talk about. A thesis and things like that. He knowing nothing about it except that he read that it was cool. Um, hmm. And he will give them three hours. Now that is fascinating. Um, That's crazy. It's three hours is a long time, and in three hours, because I think because he's an endurance athlete himself, right? Nice. He uses that three hours, to find him. out whether or not you're full of you're full of it you know um and, and and that's and that's very it, it's very interesting he had um recently one of the smartest and most socially relevant podcasts um ha- the, which which happened just after Charlottesville where he brought on uh an evolutional biologist okay uh, uh, and another um renowned but controversial sociologist and he and he brought them on together to talk for 3 hours about what are the cycles that brings people to these extremes so without making it a political podcast which he did not right he let them talk about the theories the underpinnings of yeah you know why does the clockwork in the human brain Turn over this way, and why does it happen in ten and thirty-year cycles? And how do these yeah. people find each other? And why are these types more organized than these types? Um, he did absolutely
1: the the, psych- yeah, the psychological, the psychological mechanics of it. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly, exactly. Without getting it political, right?
2: Yeah, and um, he's very, he's very good. Sometimes he's a total meathead, and I and I get it, <laughs> right. I really do, but I'm gonna keep listening because one out of every six I find to be Into completely fa- totally fascinating. Right. And the type of stuff that back when I read magazines, back. this right. these are the kind of ma- like you know I'd pick up a, a um know, flaw, a BBC Science Focus or something like like magazines you right. can't even find or get anymore. Right. Um, Highlights. Like yeah. That. No. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's the new seriousness. I have a theory that things are getting more like even SNL, I think, is getting more serious. Like the yeah. satire is sharpening. You know what it I has mean? To. Right. The society sharpening. It has to. Right. In the late 80s and the early 90s, everything was comedy. Everything was ir- irreverent. You couldn't get away from it. Right. Uh I feel like there's a a change we're going
1: growth. into the serious yeah we're going into the serious period and i Not think that podcasts
2: satellite. are this sort of ignored but beautiful medium for this i don't think they're because ignored of the, because of the well they don't get enough uh they don't get enough credit you know they they, they still have this sort of things like well you failed at everything at life i guess you have a podcast now i don't i don't i don't like that
1: i think that's that's going away though I do, I think that's getting less and less as as mm. people are making, and of course the it, the the lead to that is monetization once people start making a lot of money off it, it becomes less and less about, oh, you're a failed this, you have a body, or everybody has a podcast to where mm. like, oh, Mark Maron made one million dollars off his podcast last year like. Right. That, that adds the air of legitimacy or NPR's podcast, which have been around for years. Like I used to listen to Fresh Air and I still do every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, the Atlantic's podcast or that adds a – it's like um, if you're a publication or something like that, you need a podcast. You need yes. a compendium podcast to go along with – which is what compendium means um, – with your, <laughs> with, your, with your publication or with your show or you need a podcast. Yeah. And you need to do it well, or otherwise people aren't going to listen to it. I think it's, be- it's well, she- becoming more and more additional material to to, 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 to the the mothership,
2: if as you will. This was a thought load, you see?
1: Yeah.
2: We did it. All right, it. close it out. We did it.
1: Oh, that's right. I have We're to hit dead. the buttons now. I'm sorry. You have to hit the buttons. And we lost Cal about, about eight oh. minutes ago. We lost Brian. He couldn't call back into the show because it's not live anymore. Um, yeah. That's him. All um, right. So uh, we are going to... He said say goodnight for me. He will see you next week. All right. Um, play the closing music, page.
2: PJ, final is.
0: unload. Final unload of the new season
2: point one. Uh, current event: Hurricanes disasters Uh, these kind of things break me up I am donating all I can I encourage you all to donate all you
0: You don't need it
2: people need it people got nothing and more are coming that's all All alright
1: my final unload is uh, also directed at that stay safe down in Florida Um, including my mother (laughs) Um and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Good night, Peach. Good night, Kel I love you all.
0: I love you, Kel. Even you're not here. I love
2: you, Kel Did you say serious and serious. You Sarah, my greatest dog. Soros. Sur Totally
0: Ceres. Good night.